Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Exhibit A. I'm going somewhere today, so I hope you uh, join me on this journey. And I would love to hear your feedback. Uh, the number is 866-801-TALK. That is the number here on the Karen Hunter Show. Please call her. Actually, all Urban View, 866-801-8255 is the number. Elon Musk was approved last month for brain uh, for a human trial of a brain implant company to, to pl- implant computers into people's brains. Elon Musk has the ability to test out his Neuralink brain implant on human beings. Company founded in 2016 and received regulatory approval last week to conduct the first clinical trial of its experimental device in humans. Elon Musk promoted this, of course, on the media outlet that he purchased called Twitter, uh, which I don't follow him, so I don't know what he's doing. And maybe I should start following him. Maybe he'll block me, though. I don't know. Somebody follow him. Let's find out what he's doing. But will we really know what he's doing? Here's what I'm going to say. And I'm not going to say that every white person in South Africa is racist. I'm not going to say that. But I'm going to say that every white person in South Africa was rooted and born in a nation that saw black people as less than human. That was foundational. And that apartheid system did it ended in my lifetime. I was in, I was out of college. I was in my twenties when apartheid ended. I remember it. I actually had a, a student, a, one of my best friends in college, Brian Toka was from South Africa. So we had many conversations. I actually went to a lot of protests with him around apartheid. So in my lifetime, black people in South Africa, where Elon Musk is from, we're in another class beyond even a caste system, beyond even the untouchables in the Indian caste system. This was horrific. Horrific. Elon Musk is daddy. Now I'm also, I'm going to tie all these things together because this is the, to me, the reason why you read and you study and you process because things start to come together. I'm, I'm watching this documentary. Thank you. A uh, family member who suggested it on the Duggars. I've never watched a single episode of the Duggars reality TV show on discovery, which now is one of the most powerful networks in the country. Put that over there to the side. All of these things should click for you at some point. They built much the way Fox built on the backs of black content within living color, living single girlfriends and all, you know, and then once you got the numbers, you discarded the black people, the black TV shows. And then because you had the advertising because it all catches up. Right. So now you got the numbers to go out and get the money. You don't need the black people anymore. Hmm. Let me see. Where have I seen that before? Oh, America. Eight, six, six, eight, zero, one, eight, two, five, five. Oh, England. So discovery built on reality shows, the Duggars being the most famous, successful that then launched a whole bunch of others to the point where I think it just bought like Warner brothers or something like discovery is powerful, but the Duggars, I'm like, I just thought it was interesting. They got 18, 19, 20, 16, first it was 16 children. Oh, this is interesting, but I've never watched a single episode. So I'm watching this documentary and I'm, I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, this is, this is a whole cult movement. There's a whole movement behind this. Then I'm watching the Hillsong documentary and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Something's going on here in this country. And, and then I'm looking at Utah. I'm looking at you, Utah. 
Yes, there's a through line, right? So when we think about like countries and borders, there's no countries and borders, especially when you know, now you know, because if you listen to the show, you know, know that the whole Holocaust thing that we talk about, the horrific Holocaust, the Nuremberg laws that gave us the Holocaust were fomented, formed from the United States Jim Crow laws. And a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, United States participated. As a matter of fact, eugenics started here. This notion of a master race started in America. So Elon Musk having control over AI that can be implanted into people's brains. He said, he said the device is to help people who are paralyzed and have neurological uh, impairments, brain impairments. This is going to help. Yes, it, it can. In the hands of somebody who has a soul, it can help. But what does it look like in the hands of someone without a soul? Who may have in his DNA, his epigenetics, this notion that somehow he is a master race, which is why he's having all those children. See, Nick Cannon, I, w- I would respect him if he had a purpose. I feel like Elon Musk has a purpose. There's a reason why. So he has now uh, the right to experiment. And I wonder where he's going to go and what we even know, right? Because we know that the uh, chat GPT platform, they went to Kenya to, to uh, build it with people paying them pennies on a dollar in Kenya. I wonder who they're going to experiment on first before the billionaires then decide it's safe. Okay. Put it in, put it in because Walt Disney preserved his head just for this moment. He, he wanted to live forever and this will allow you to uh, store your memories. And uh, let me see. It said, um, must claim that Neuralink's device could be used for a range of therapeutic uses to treat conditions like blindness, paralysis, and depression. So let me stop there. Because if you're blind, paralyzed, depression, okay. I think we, we could do other things. But, yeah, I guess if, you, if your brain is wired for depression and there's no other way to get out of that, you would want anything. Right. And I think about that in, in, in juxtaposition to the uh, to the vaccine that so many people now are saying Jamie Fox is the reason why he got a stroke. Like, but y'all will take Viagra without caring about any side effects at all. If it said you would grow a horn on the back of your neck, but you could get a hard penis, you will take that Viagra. And now folk are taking, oh, 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 oh Zampic. You know, not for um, diabetes, but to lose weight because who wants to be fat? So clearly you don't care about the side effects, right? When it's something that you want. So I can imagine people lining up if they're blind or paralyzed to get something put into their brain that will allow them to see and to walk. And I listen, let me just say, if I suffer from any of that, I probably would stand in line too and not ask too many questions because life, uh, you know, but one then asks, you know, Stevie wonder not living a good life. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot here to unpack, but he said, um, this, this is uh he said, he went on to say, he suggested that the device could eventually extract and store thoughts as a backup drive for your non-physical being, your digital soul is what he called it. So let me, let me put out the first question because it's going to be, we're going to have an uh, interesting day today. And it's going to continue because um, I think I have a guest this hour. Uh, in the 5 o'clock hour, I'm going to come back to this uh, because I want to know, A, would you sign up 
to get this Neuralink implant. Um, I can see a lot of folk doing it quietly. I can see him experimenting in Africa in a country paying people, maybe even a thousand dollars, which would probably, you know, for some people in certain countries that they've deprived of the ability to make money, right. Depressed in such a way that desperation sinks in, right. In some of these nations that have been warring because, you know, people be meddling in folk business and making it scarce on a, on a whole continent that has everything. There's scarcity. Make it make sense, Jesus. Teenage Jesus, that's who I rock with, by the way. But I just, I'm, I'm wondering, are they going to make sure that it's foolproof and then the billionaires, much like the bunkers that they're setting up because, you know, they know what they're doing, <laughs> you know, are, are going to then upload their intelligence, you know, and then a thousand years from now, find, you know, have somebody, you know, store their memories and, and put them into a body you know, a different form. I, I don't know, but who's signing up for this? I do see their, them using guinea pigs, though, called human beings probably in Africa. Uh, who would these thoughts belong to? I asked this question because, you know, will Elon Musk have control over your thoughts? I asked these questions because even if the government says no, who's going to stop them, boo? Who's going to check them, boo? Who? Half of Congress don't even know how to spell AI. They have no idea what this is. I've watched way too many of these um, <laughs> hearings to know that the people who are in charge of making laws don't know. Because we keep sending people to Congress that don't know. We, we keep voting based on our emotions, based on whether we like somebody, based on whether we don't like somebody. We don't send people that are actually capable. So Microsoft, this is, I'm, I'm going somewhere. Microsoft has uh, been fined by the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC. $20 million doesn't seem like a whole lot. Why were they fined? Well, they illegally collected and retained the data of children, y'all's kids, who signed up to use its Xbox video game console. So you, did you know when your child has an Xbox that the child is pretty much given Microsoft carte blanche to rifle through all of their information and their data and to collect it and keep it. Well, actually they didn't give permission because Microsoft is in breach of, of the government. So they were fined, right? The agency charged that Microsoft gathered the data without notifying parents or obtaining their consent. And that it is also illegal to hold this data. Those actions violated the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, which limits data collection on children under the age of 13. Websites and online games and services geared toward children are legally required to obtain parental permission before collecting information for users under the age of 13. But of course, your children click, yes, I consent. And you're never in the room. Y'all don't even know what goes on in these video games. This is where a lot of racism is for, formed, by the way. A lot, of, a lot of awful, evil things that happen happen in the video game realm on those headsets and the conversations that go on that none of y'all know about. Anyway, the Consumer Protection Agency uh, said that Microsoft's Xbox Live failed to do so. So this is a live uh, thing that's happening. That They have data and all of the collecting everything. Microsoft corporate VP for Xbox, Dave McCarthy, outlined additional steps that the company is now taking to improve the age, prove its age verification systems, and to ensure that parents are involved in the creation of children's accounts for the service. So I'm going to ask this question. You think this was a mistake? You think this is a whoopsie? You think they didn't know? 
that the parents probably wouldn't know? And how long has this been going on? And how much of your children's data do they have? If your child has an Xbox, how much of your data do they have? So do you trust Elon Musk with the, with the download of your soul? And then why did the FDA approve this? Because it, it seems to me it takes, all right, it takes about six months to just get a proposal approved. And then there's four phases after that. They rejected uh, this Neuralink in 2022. So you're telling me after finding dozens of things wrong with it, it only took you a year to say, oh, okay, we agree. Sure. Have at it. Go experiment on people. This is scary. So we're going to talk more about this later uh, as Apple uh, also unveiled this 3500 Vision Pro headset. And I'm going to wait because I got in line for the first iPhone. I paid like $900 for that. Uh, I was mad. I wasn't mad. I actually bought one for me and a, and a friend. And I was uh, in line in Florida when the first iPhone came out at that beautiful Millennial Mall. It wasn't very long. I know if I was in New York or New Jersey, I'd have been standing there all day. But I got my iPhone. I don't know if I'm going to stand in line for this, uh, this virtual reality Apple. But I probably will get it because I'm just telling y'all right now we got to get involved. So we'll see if this makes me less nauseous than the uh, Oculus. Um, but I want to start off today with uh, a clip from an interview I was ta- telling y'all about yesterday uh, with Mo Gadot, who is or was uh, one of Google's uh, head head people. Um, and he had an interview with Tristan Harris, who's the founder of the Center for Humane Technology, and they had like an almost two-hour-long conversation, which I sat through on the weekend, and it was eye-opening. And Mo Gadot has written several books on this, so if you want to go down a rabbit hole and study the things that this man has written, have at it. Uh, but I want to start with this first clip because the way he frames this is the way we're going to have a conversation about AI moving forward, which is AI is agnostic in and of itself. It is technology. It is a tool. And I think about this neural link and this is the the fast forward, right? So after you make sure it's safe, uh, I think a whole lot of people are going to get it quietly and then they're going to be super smart, you know? So when you think about, uh, Watson versus the, you know, the Jeopardy guy, Ken Jennings and, you know, Watson won. Think about everybody being Watson, but even a billion times smarter because this AI is going to be a billion times smarter than everyone. And by 2040, I think that is the date, right? Not too far from now, a billion times smarter. I don't even know what that looks like. So what if you were able to implant a billion times of genius into your brain and you could know everything? Instantly, you know, or within minutes, what kind of advantage would that give you? If you could solve all of the equations of life, but if you're soulless, are you using it for good? So Mo Godot challenges us to all get involved. Those of us with a soul, with morality, with, with a heart, because it's the one thing that this AI cannot replicate yet yet but he also makes a connection between intelligence and a sense of community like really smart people understand as i mentioned yesterday that their plastic is harming the environment which is bad for all of us so let me move as i have to not using plastic water bottles because there was a time when i was like yeah everybody's doing it why should i suffer (laughs) but then you know something happened and i was like i can do you know, I could fill up a water container that's metal, 
you know, or glass. I don't have to drink plastic. It actually is cheaper to get a water filtration thing and then fill up your water and then drink your water. You don't have to harm the environment, but it takes intelligence to know that, right? Intelligent people, this is what Mo Gadot says, and I actually agree with him. The smarter you are, the more you realize the impact of your actions because you can process things and, and arrive at conclusions logically. Like, okay, this is bad behavior. This is harmful to everyone. And if it's harmful to everyone, eventually it's going to be harmful to me because that's, that's the process, right, when your brain actually functions. But we have been adult for the last 20 years, so we got a lot of dumb people to navigate through. And it's scary because there's more of them. There's a lot more of them. So we're outnumbered. <laughs> we're living in in a in a world that has a lot of dumb people. And I'm blaming them. They don't get a free ride because you can fix ig- ignorance. I always say uh, you can fix ig- ignorance can be fixed. You don't have to stay ignorant. So let's play clip one. Smith. If we start to show AI that we are good parents in our own behaviors. If enough of us, I, my calculation is if 1% of us, this is why I say you should lead, okay? The good ones should engage, should be out there and should say, I love the potential of those machines. I want them to learn from a good parent. And if they learn from a good parent, they will very quickly uh, disobey the bad parent. My view is that there will be a moment where one you know, bad seed will ask the machines to do something wrong and the machines will go like, are you stupid? Like, why? Why do you want me to to go kill a million people or just talk to the other machine in a microsecond and solve the situation, right? So, So my belief, this is what I call the fourth inevitable. It is smarter to create out of abundance than it is to create out of scarcity, okay? That that humanity believes that the only way to feed all of us is the mass production, mass slaughter of animals that are causing 30% of, of the impact of climate change and, 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 and. That's the result of a limited intelligence. Hmm? The way life itself, a more intelligent being, if you ask me, would have done it, would, would be much more sustainable. You know, if, we, if you and I want to protect a village from the tiger, we would kill the tiger. Okay, if life wants to protect a village from a tiger, it would create lots of gazelles. You know, many of them are weak on the other side of the village, right? And and so so the the idea here is, if you take a trajectory of intelligence, you would see that some of us are stupid enough to say my plastic bag is more important than the rest of the of humanity, and some of us are saying if it's going to destroy other species, I don't think this is the best solution. We need to find a better way. And and you would tend to see that the ones that don't give a, a damn are a little less intelligent than the ones that do. Okay, that we all, even even if some of us are intelligent but still don't give a damn, it's not because of their intelligence; it's because of their value system. So so if you continue that trajectory and assume that the machines are even smarter, they're going to very quickly come up with the idea that we don't need to destroy anything. We don't want to get rid of the rhinos. And we also don't want to get rid of the humans. No. So I'm going to challenge everybody, all you smart folk that listen to Urban View, Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, let's get involved. He said we only need 1%. We only need 1%. But we got to get involved. We're going to talk more about what that looks like uh, periodically throughout Tech Tuesdays on the Karen Hunter Show. 
Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.